case, I've turned my phone to airplane mode. So it's no longer looking for towers. Just in case that's the issue. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode nine of the Zero G Adventures podcast. As always, I'm Tim. I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. And we welcome you back. So first thing we want to talk about this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to do a straight uh, question and answer discussion episode, where if you've been with us for the past eight episodes, you're going to get to know us a little bit more. And if it's your first time with us, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. All right. And then also, we do want to mention we did roll out our Zero G Adventures merchandise shop last week. We got hoodies, we got t-shirts, we got tanks, we got women tees, we got everything you could ever possibly want for. Within reason. Within reason. No cars, no new homes, nothing, no swimming pools, no nothing flame, like that. No flamethrowers. Grenade launchers. Yet. Yet. It's coming. <laughs> Stay tuned. But we do have some new merch out. Uh, you can find a link to it right on our website, zerogadventures.com. Everybody needs a new shirt. It's getting to be springtime. Why don't you go and get yourself a new t-shirt? So with that, we like to start every episode with our drink of the week. And because it is Fat Tuesday... Mardi Gras! What are we drinking? What are we drinking, Chris? We are drinking the Hurricane. Yes, the Hurricane. <laughs> Drink enough of these, you'll be making those noises too. Yep. <laughs> so, so if you don't know what's in a Hurricane, it has light rum, dark rum, passion fruit juice, orange juice, lime juice, grenadine, and just... Plain old, simple syrup, sugar water. So, what do we think? It's good to me. It's very tropical. It's very strong. Tim, what did you say? I like what you said. It tastes like vacation. It does taste like vacation. It, it's very tropical. Um, but it is very good. Very good. And with the weather, the weather's been going lately, everybody could use a little slice of the tropics. Yes. Even Texas. Except for Florida, yeah, because Florida's... they're still in the mid-70s. Yep. Uh, so, if you want to know how to make a hurricane, make sure that you check out our Drink of the Week episode, which will be live on YouTube, as well as links to our other Drink of the Week. I actually created a playlist, Ooh. so you can go through and watch all of our Drinks of the Week episode. So, Watch the progression from when yes. we first started to what we do now. I think we got it down. Yeah. This was a good episode. <laughs> this was a good episode. So, on to some theme park news before we get started. <clears throat> or wait, no. So, on to some theme park news. So, I think that we should talk about the new Leva Legacy at Epcot. Okay, tell us about it. So, you know, when Epcot started, when they started the Millennial, what was it, the Millennium Celebration in 1999, they changed the entrance to Epcot and they made it look like a tombstone ceremony like what's the word i'm looking for craggy gates of hell no well, burial ground it kind of yes, looked like there we go like a monument like a war monument yes they took out all the trees the landscaping they cedar pointed it and you know basically <laughs> that has become a new verb <laughs> literally the entrance to the park was walking through this kind of like thing but you could pay money to have them take your picture and then the very teeny tiny 
print of you was put on this display and it was like the size of a passport though. yeah and you had to try to find yourself and you know it was something but i'm 38 years old and i'm still trying to find myself it's a process so, <laughs> basically 2007 they stopped selling it well not that it was selling that well anyway but they stopped doing it um and then a couple years ago they decided that they want to make the entrance into epcot look more inviting so they totally reimagined it and it's open now and it's beautiful but just this week they started putting up the new display for the leave a legacy and it's outside the entrance before the um ticket booths and um it's bright yeah it's it's very munchkin land look at the world of color yes it's <laughs> it's very rainbowy yes it's it's the uh pride version of the leave a legacy i'll say this it matches the new color scheme that they're pushing for epcot bold and bright but you could just tell with the way they built it the minute it doesn't have to be there it is gone yes mm -hmm. this is not a permanent installation by any stretch of the imagination the minute their contractual obligation is done it's out of there the way of the wand and the hat goodbye well the wand outstayed its welcome way too long well it should have never happened in the first place i like the hat though i didn't like where I, the I'm, hat one, was. I'm one of the i didn't like where the hat was i like the hat i just didn't like it blocking the theater yeah i get that yeah, i get it because that's supposed to be like the icon but it's not large and grand enough like the ball is huge the castle is large and it's framed nicely with main street and then the tree is well the tree has three foot leaves to it but hey that's like a sneak preview for for next week yeah because next week we're doing a full five episodes of walt disney world yes yes so, so we'll talk more about that stuff. more to come but yes but let's just here we go with corporateness. Let's just parking lot that conversation. Oh, yes. We'll put a <laughs> pin in it. Yes. <laughs> We're going to come around and circle back to it. <laughs> yes. All right. But as far as news for the for the week, we did upload our new, new Zero-G Park News update, uh, episode three. That's going live. So I think it was pretty fun. We had some pretty cool things to talk about. Yep. Uh, so that's out there. Yep, we as, tell the news our way. With a little zero G twist. True, true. But it's a lot of fun to make them. So hopefully you guys enjoy. So moving on. This week, uh, we're going to throw a curveball. So like I said before, you know, if you've listened to us before, you kind of have an idea of who we are and what we like and what we don't like um, as individuals. But, you know, if you don't, you're going to get to know a little bit more this week. And if it's your first time listening to us, welcome. You're going to get to know us pretty well by the end of this. And here's another thing. Chris and I didn't look at these questions, so we didn't get time to plan our answers or anything. I came up with the questions, but I didn't even think of my own answers, other than I think maybe one. But um, So it's definitely meant to be discussion and for us just to kind of sit around the table with our hurricanes and our king cake and just kind of shoot the shit. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. So... All right, Tim, start us off. All right, so you're going to a theme park. What are three things you cannot leave behind? You mean things that you pack before you go to the yeah, park? three things you can't go to a park without. Wallet, cell phone, keys, done. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 uh, 
No, not that kind of stuff. Okay, okay, I get you, I get I you. Uh, I am much more Boy Scoutish when it comes to that sort of thing. No, seriously, I, you know. Be prepared, you, is Chris's you, motto. You plan for uh, any contingency. Like, I will not leave without, uh, of course, sunscreen. You wouldn't believe how many people forget sunscreen going to a theme park and amusement park. That's why the parks sell it for like fifteen dollars. Yeah. You're outside yeah. all day, and if it's a sunny day, you're going to burn in places you didn't think you could burn. So sunscreen, also band aids. They come in really handy. You never know cuts, scrapes, or even over your blisters if you're walking all day. And third, some sort of painkiller: ibuprofen, Tylenol, morphine, something. <laughs> Fentanyl, propofol. (laughs) We're not going to Neverland. Oh, we're not? (laughs) Acid reducer. Well, nope. See, that's your problem. You eat Italian at theme parks. Who eats Italian at theme parks? Bush Gardens. That is kind of true. Bush Gardens. (laughs) I think it's 95 now. Let's get fettuccine alfredo it's really good the sauce is curdling in the sun but it's delicious i've done it at bush gardens <laughs> True. all right mine for you? real for real i agree with chris on the sunscreen you got to have the sunscreen um extra layer of clothes because you never know if it's going to get chilly in the evening so i would say extra layer of clothes and Right? I know. Makes you I mean, think, right? Well, no, I'm, gonna be, I'm trying to think other than the wallet, cell phone, and keys, like I said before, because there's always, oh, sunglasses. Sunglasses. That's the other thing. Yeah. Sunscreen, sunglasses, and the other thing I said. Can I add one I'm, more I'm thing? I'm surprised you didn't say one thing. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it on behalf of you because I only have two now. Yeah, I'd like to add one more thing. He mentioned uh, sunglasses. If it's a rainy day and you're still going to a park, and more specifically, if you wear regular glasses, a hat. A hat is a great thing. Mainly because... We're I, taking all Tim's answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, how, how many times have I gone to a park with you, with you, Tim, and then I've had to physically buy a hat in the park because I got tired of wiping my glasses clean? That's because we're like, oh, it's raining outside. Let's go to an amusement park. <laughs> like, it's just our lot. All right, what are you going to make fun of me for now? Uh, no, I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm going to say one on your behalf. Okay. Pants with zippered pockets. Oh, yes, locked pockets. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is a cargo must. Cargo shorts, cargo pants. Yes. Again, I would definitely say a hat. Um, I swear by hats. I actually left mine at home. But <laughs> um, hats, and then for me, I love to take pictures. So, I mean, it would, it's kind of cliche to say my cell phone, but... That's yeah, my camera. So, camera, zipper pockets to put the camera in when I'm on rides, <laughs> and then a hat. So. I'm going to add another thing because literally you mentioned electronics and pockets. A spare Ziploc bag yep. or two is never a bad idea, especially for wet rides. You put your wallet in there, your keys, because everybody has keys with electronic fobs now. Or if you and, go to any theme park in Florida, it could thunderstorm and downpour at any day, or any point in any day, so it's good to have that Ziploc bag. True. I agree with Chris. True. Alright. I think we went well past three for everyone, but... Well, but those are some good things. I mean, a lot of people don't think about those. So. Seasoned right, veterans. Advice. Well, here's <laughs> a good tips. one. Here's a good one. 
If you could live in a park for a year, rent-free, what would it be and why? Go ahead, Tim. You first. This is, we took all your answers, so this way you can't accuse us of taking your answer. Y'all think I'm going to say Cedar Point, huh? No. I'm going to say Dollywood. That would be... Well, there's shade there. There's shade. I'm there's sorry, sh- Cedar Point. I love you, but I have to pick on you, okay? <laughs> no shade, Tony Clark. You're literally throwing shade about shade. Mm-hmm. Literally. I, I would say Dollywood. But just I was only there once, but it made such an impression on me that there's shade. There's indoor buildings. There's outdoor spaces. The food is not quite Knoebels, but they have a good variety of food. Cinnamon bread. Cinnamon bread. After a while, you get sick of it, I probably mm. I could imagine. Three days in a row was great. <laughs> Breakfast every yeah, morning. But, yeah, but after day 274, uh, yeah, yeah. you might want some Fruity Pebbles or something. Well, they but, have those on their funnel cakes. Right. True. True. <laughs> but i mean in terms of the, like their attractions and stuff they have something for everybody mm-hmm. they have the high thrill seekers they have the you know ankle biter type rides and you know there there's a little bit for everything and everyone yeah. so i i think that plus it's in the mountains i yeah. think that's a good choice because yeah. you have lots of air-conditioned places too you could just live in dolly's museum for a while surrounded by hair <laughs> and when it gets cold i'll just put on the coat of many colors <laughs> right what about you, Chris? Epcot. Yeah, pretty much. Epcot. You're calling me up. <coughs> Epcot. And I don't want to come across as like one of those insufferable Disney adults, but... Different but, World Showcase country every month. Yeah. Seriously. You can... Well, there's what? Isn't there 12 of them? Keep going, I'll count. <laughs> what a... Well, look at the map you got me for Christmas. It's hanging in the other room. I can um, do it in my head. Um, you bring up a good point about the pavilions. There, there's never going to be a time to be bored there. Between the actual pavilions they have in the World Showcase, between the attractions and pavilions they have in what is still Future World, no matter what they plan on calling it, you have something to do. Plus, they have festivals every day. They have festivals like... They come up with reasons to have festivals. It's a Tuesday. We're having a festival. (laughs) By the way, there's 11 countries. So unless you count that, if you want to make it a country, that little Africa area that you go over between China. Yeah, between China and Germany. So you can make that. Or just what was known as Future World can be the other month. There you go. So yeah, there's... I, I don't think I would get bored there, although I might get kicked out if I try to do s'mores around the torches around the lagoon because i'd be tempted but yeah it would be epcot obviously i'm, I'm such an easy read mr brian oh cabinet Knobles. it's tough i i, I no, i was thinking Knobles, but then I, I think about it's a whole year so winter and plus Knobles floods if it rains too hard i love Knobles. But that's a little... I mean, literally, I could probably eat every single thing. I could live there a whole year and probably still not eat everything. In that's the truth. So, but... And everything's on a stick. As covered by our 40-minute <laughs> food podcast yes. last, last week. Yeah. Now, what I am, I am actually going to say, and it probably isn't going to surprise anyone... 
but I would say Bush Gardens Williamsburg. <laughs> and the nope, not suppressed. And the reason why I say Bush Gardens Williamsburg is because it's warmer there than it is in Knobles. And they have pasta. Well, they have they yeah. have they have good food, not quite as good as Knobles. Um, in terms of variety. I mean, the quality is amazing, but in terms of variety, no one has the variety that Knobles has. You would eat at the New, the New France Smokehouse every day you're there. And, well, the, and the Fest House. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's places to go if it's hot. There's places to go if it's cold. They have great roller coasters, great shows, great rides. You know, it's a beautiful park. It is. I mean, that's, that's why I picked Bush Gardens. And his response, for the record, was not sponsored. But that's, it's interesting. We all have three different... Oh, Knobles doesn't have alcohol. True. True. Mm, yeah. Does Dollywood? I don't think so. Dollywood? But that's okay. I, 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 it didn't mm. say you couldn't leave. It just said you'd live there for a year. Oh, I, can go to, I can go down to the stop and go and get me a six-pack and bring it back. That's true. But by that qualifications, I technically won this round because there's a ton to drink at Epcot. <laughs> it's written that we... The question was... Written. Chris is going to come out needing some serious help <laughs> after that year. <laughs> I can try everything. <laughs> so, moving on. Next one. Chris, you want to take us? Here's a very good question. What park outside of the U.S. is on your bucket list? Like, number one? Like, if you could only pick one outside? Yeah, let's sure. go with your top. Let's do it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to take your answer. <laughs> Um, but, oh, but I'd have to pick which one. And of course it's Tokyo Disney, but I can't like pick the whole thing. I have to pick a park. So I'm going to pick, uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. Which I hear is phenomenal. Yes. One of the best, well, if not the best themed Disney park. Oh, de by far. And it's completely different than any of the other ones. Like all the stuff that I saw. Like, no, it's kind of... It's Disney's answer, although it came before. Did it come before? Did Disney Sea open before or after Islands of Adventure? I'm not sure about that timeline. Because to me, that's the only park that in the U.S. that's similar in terms of theming is Islands of Adventure. Yeah, yeah. But nope, Tokyo Disney Sea. That's mine. Although that was a hard choice. I would say mine would be Alton Towers. Definitely. Yeah. I, I am the ride guy. Mm -hmm. I want to ride ones. Oblivion, 13, Nemesis, of course. Yeah, Nemesis is... The only other thing that, that would be is Nemesis Inferno. Well, that's not there, Thor. Yeah. But I, I would definitely say probably Alton Towers. What about you, anyway. Chris? I know, I took your answer, I'm sorry. No, actually, as much as I want to go to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. I'm actually going to have to pick Eiffling, and I think that's a surprise yeah. to wow. both of you. Um, yeah. Their theming and their dedication to it and the quality of their rides. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, I actually think it rivals Disney on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the things Disney does are based on what Eiffling has already done and done quite well. And it's one of those... And it's not a pejorative. It is a storybook park. Mm -hmm. You walk it from what I've seen in the video I've seen. You walk into it, 
and you're literally in another world that is Iceland. Mm -hmm. And very few places do it that well. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Def so definitely a curveball for both of you, wasn't it? Well, I mean, this whole thing was different. So Disney Sea is obviously in Tokyo. Alton Towers is obviously in England. Where's Eiffling at? Eiffling, where's Eiffling? Eiffling is in the Netherlands. And they're also very big on, shockingly enough, dark rides. They have an amazing collection of dark rides. Prostitution. <laughs> I said dark ride. Not red light ride. Oh. Different. <laughs> well, it's in the Netherlands. The I mean, other one that was, I'd have to say, like, it was a, the tough choice for me was not the other places, but it actually was Europa. Europa would be cool. Yeah. I'd love to ride we Euromir. Were, we were supposed to go to Europa before COVID happened. Yeah, I remember that. That sucks. Yeah. So. One day. So moving on. So, who is your favorite amusement ride manufacturer? And keep in mind, this this is not who's your favorite coaster manufacturer, but just manufacturer rides. And why? Oh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Um, hmm. I really like Hoos. Hoos has some, like, classic rides, like the Troika. The uh -huh. Enterprise, the Top Spin, and they're all the for the becoming dying breeds. Yes, unfortunately. I mean, luckily we still have like Max Air, the giant pendulum, and you just have a soft spot for the, what I term the spin and puke rides. Yeah, you do. But who's had? There's a sound to those rides. Like I could hear yes, and be like, "That's a who's ride." Yeah. I mean, think of like the Enterprise when the hydraulic lift moves up. When yeah, it yep. like has that. Yeah. So who's and I love it. The, um, the Troika is one of my favorite fly rides. I love the Troika. Chris, what about you? See, that gets tricky. Like, rides versus attractions. If we're talking rides, old school coasters from Schwarzkopf. Yeah, Schwarzkopf. Yeah. He... You can always tell a They're forceful. Yeah, you can always tell <laughs> and a... And you can feel them. And you, smooth, though. But you can always tell a Schwarzkopf design. He followed his own trends, and they're very unique. They have the the outline, the the silhouette of a Schwarzkopf is unlike most coasters out there. They're just truly unique. Mm -hmm. What about you, Tim? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Um. I really want to say Bolliger Maviard, but I can't. Well, Why can. can't you? I'm actually know. surprised that you don't say Intamin. No. Because two of your favorite roller coasters are Intamin. I know. I know. But Intamin is very wishy-washy. But, but it, it depends. But remember, it aren't. B&M, Intamin, and Giovanola all sort of interrelated They're all kind in their of history. from the same beginning. Exactly. So but... they're all sort of sprouts from the same seed. Well, and they share designers. Exactly. They do. But when you look at a Bolliger Mabiard coaster, let's say Raptor, and then you look at Chocolate Dragster. Same Storm designer. Raptor, same designer. 
but manufacturer. Now again, Tarplow Dragster has a whole bunch of other components. If you've listened to our 40 minute speak on launch coasters, um, it's it's there, there's more complexity, but Raptor's up more than Millennium Force. Yes, B and M is B and M is a safe design. Yes, you get you get a Bolger Maviar coaster. You got a safe design. That's true. I'll never forget. There was like one or two times I was at Cedar Point and Gatekeeper was down. I was like, "What do you mean it's down? B and M's never go down." Like, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's a safe bet, and you know what you're getting out of it. Whereas with Intamin, yes, I do love Millennium Force. I do love Maverick, uh, but uh, Millennium Force got rattled. As much as I love it. And I love the rattle, but it got a rattle that it should not have. I, I think a lot of it can be chalked up to it's just 21 years old. Well, a lot of the rattle on Millennium Force is the train itself. Not the wheels, not the track. It literally, the way those cars are built, they rattle. Mm-hmm. We car- we, okay, we did everybody, right? Yeah, I think we went around that one. So my turn. All right, I'm going to start with Tim. What park would drastically change, either for the better or worse, if it were to be purchased by another company? I wonder if we're going to have the same answer. Well, I could change mine based on what you say. Okay. I think if Kennywood was purchased by Herschel. Oh, that would be my choice. (laughs) That's what I say. If it was... Purchased by Herschel, which owns Dollywood, Silver Dollar City, mm-hmm. and one of the ones in Georgia. Um, the, um, oh, that animal park. My, my, Mild Adventure, Wild Adventure? Wild Adventures. Yes. Um, I think if they came in and bought Kennywood, it would turn Kennywood on its side, and it would drastically improve mm-hmm. the experience of Kennywood. Because looking at Dollywood, looking at what I've seen of Silver Dollar City, they know how to do family-oriented parks. Mm -hmm. They know how to do family-oriented traditional attractions that are still modern. So my answer is similar. I'm also going to say Kennywood. But the family that I would love to own Kennywood would be the Cook family who owns Holiday World and Splash and Safari. Because they love their wooden roller coasters. They maintain their wooden roller coasters. They provide a clean, family-friendly experience with free soft drinks. And suntan lotion. Yep, free suntan lotion. Look, all those things we mentioned that we'd have to pack wouldn't matter at Holiday World. Ooh, Um, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah no. I could see that. And family-owned and operated business, like <clears throat> Kennywood used to be family-owned and operated. So, yeah, Cook, Cook. hey, if you're listening, Cook family, buy Kennywood. That's pretty... All right, Chris. You know, I've mentioned this in conversations before. I actually think Bush Gardens Williamsburg gets dragged down by its current ownership. I don't think SeaWorld Entertainment does right by that park. And I don't think they have a building style and a planning style or a vision that matches Butch Gardens Williamsburg. They put in some good rides, but they don't theme properly around them. They just sort like of... Like they used to. Yeah, they just plop them down. Certain sections of that park 
feel like carnivals with theming painted over them. They don't quite feel like they should be there. What's their skyrocket to? What is it? Tempesto. Yeah. Which yeah. actually, believe it, it or not, is themed pretty well. It's decently themed, but there's a whole sections where it's it like... It looks like it was just plopped next to the lift hill of a polystyrene and throwing some flags on it. Uh, uh, no, when you see it in detail, like, it is it is very... Like, it makes Disney's, like, Dumbo area look bad. Mm-hmm. In terms of its level but of theming. In, but in comparison to what the rest of the park was and could be, it's still a step down. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, Tigris at Tampa, they they just plopped that down and they threw some Tigris down at the station and that's it. That's what current management's doing. And that's the trend and I don't care for it because it's it's clashing directly with what Busch Gardens Williamsburg is supposed to be. I'd love to see someone like a Merlin buy them. Yes. An international outfit that Hmm. knows how to run parks like that. Hmm. What's amazing, I was thinking about what you said, Chris, and I'm thinking... Yeah, for a while, you know, Bush has been going with just plopping the rides down. But then you look at Tempesto. Or not Tempesto. Invader. They made Invader fit in to New France perfectly. Yes and no. Yeah, The, ride... the station. Is that the one that has a tunnel on the first drop? Yes. Well, it's, co- it's covered. Because it goes over the train. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that ride looks, like, uber fun. It's great. For a family coaster, like, yeah. it's amazing. Like it looks, it looks like like oh, I, like, I, like the size of Oscar's Wacky Taxi. It's but a, yeah, it's looks so much oh, more fun. It's definitely a fun ride. But what, what I'll say to be contrarian to what you said about theming, it was built between two existing attractions. They didn't have to do much theming around it. That's true. They had to build a themed entrance and a station, and they just kind of wedged it in between other things. That's true. It's well done. Um. But I do think over time, the park has lost a bit of its game. Finnegan's Flyers, for example. Well, interestingly placed. It's in the a, best located. In the riverbed. Best location. It just of, kind of flopped right there. And as you're walking across the bridge into Ireland, mm-hmm. you hear the swishing and the pressure. Although it's quieter than most. Well, yeah, because it's hidden under the, the bridge. Still a bit. Yes. But Even uh, the one at Kennywood is... Slingshot, slingshot, swingshot, swingshot, swing mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. It's one of my favorite flats. Oh. At the end of the day, that thing made me so sick. I was there with you that day. I remember that distinctly. You were the color of some of the merchandise available in our shop. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this podcast, we will exit you out through a gift shop. <laughs> and it works for Disney. But and to, to wrap okay. up what I was saying. I think they could improve their theming game, and I just don't see that happening under current management. I agree. That's true. So we all had something good to say, and we all came in with somebody that, hey, this is gonna, they're going to make this park better. Mm-hmm. What about worse? Can I just speak for all of us and just say Six Flags buying any park? Yeah. <laughs> well, if they buy any more, they're going to explode again. Six Flags just has this pattern of boom and bust and boom and bust. And we're due for another bust. Yep. So there's going to be these smaller parks just sent to the winds again, and God only knows where they're going to end up. True. True. Yep. The chain that designed the parking lot coaster. Scream. Ah! X-Flight. Oh, X-Flight. Literally (laughs) X-Flight. Literally parking lot. (laughs) Well, Gasm or was like that, too. Yeah. And then they put in the Superman out of Great Adventure. And then they put in... 
the what was it the relocated Chang or whatever the stand up that they yeah. made Green Lantern? They're Love all it. in the parking lot. Yeah, but whatever. It's Jersey. No hate on Jersey though. Here's a question: If one roller coaster manufacturer were to be eliminated, which one would you choose and why? But only coasters. To make anything else, they would still get to make you know the spin and puke rides. You're looking at me, so do I go first? Sure. Yes, Tim, you can go first. I am torn. Between A and a V. No. No. Between an S and a V. Oh. I would either have to... If I had to eliminate, but... You know, if they make other things, they can still make those other things. But as far as coasters, I would have to eliminate SNS. Now, what was your second one? Vacoma. However, the, here's the interesting thing: SNS owns them now. Yeah, they're the so, same company now. Really? Mm-hmm. And I quote: "Is that where the whole Sansi thing comes mm-hmm. in?" No, no, no. That was well, no. that's a that's a building company they signed an agreement with. And I quote from the Wikipedia article: "On March 30th of 2018." It was announced that Sensei Technologies had acquired amusement ride manufacturer Vancoma. Hmm. So there you so, go. So I guess I got my wish. <laughs> but Vacoma, their new inverted coasters are uber smooth and uber enjoyable. Albeit they're family oriented. They're still they're still a lot of fun. But SNS uh, See and you, you literally I don't want to get rid of the juggernaut. But you, you literally took my answer, and I'm very conflicted about eliminating them because they are the su- successor home to a lot of iconic ride companies and technology. They own the aerodynamics intellectual property. That's where that went. They own the bones of Hoos that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have, they have a lot of stuff. The sad part is most of the big ticket rides they've built that I've ridden, I have not enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Steel Curtain, it won Best New Ride for 2019. I thought it was all right. It, it was okay. It, it like it's enjoyable, but yeah. I, it's I wouldn't be like, oh my god, that was. It was it was not a ride where I went, oh, we have to get back in line. I'm like, no, no good. We'll go ride a Thunderbolt. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's a little wobbly. Has anybody else noticed that it's a little wobbly? Is it just me? It's because it's built like an uh an connects set. connects set. It, yeah, it's a life-size Connects roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> but the new versions, not the old school right. versions. It sways like a metronome you can clock from the ground. I'm just... True. But I, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of the SNSs. And I'm in complete agreement with you there. And like I said, I'm conflicted because they should be better at what they do when you see what they own. But, mm-hmm. but if they were to be eliminated in company you know, business world, they will be acquired by somebody. So yeah. that aerodynamics back catalog and in mm-hmm. the in the hoose and all that stuff, that would all be absorbed by the company purchasing. Mm-hmm. So Alright, sir. Or did we steal all of your no, thunder? You're gonna people are gonna be really surprised by my answer. Go ahead. RMC. Those are tall words, sir. The reason being tall words. I am backing away from this conversation. The reason for it. I love a good wooden roller coaster. Okay. And 
in order for a wooden roller coaster to stay a good roller coaster, the park needs to maintain it, and they need to put money into it. I can shout out to Kennywood, Knobles, Waldemere, Holiday World. They take care of their wooden roller coasters and their great rides. But nowadays, like, six, like St. Louis, oh, they should turn the boss into an RMC. RMC it. Well, the boss was a great ride when it first opened, but the park didn't maintain it. So everyone's answer is, oh, RMC it. RMC it. That will fix everything. That's not the case. Yeah. I, I, could, I, could, I could see your thought process it's making the wooden roller coaster it's putting a over everything and it's making the wooden roller coaster endangered again however great rides but if rmc didn't come along and do what they did and started to rehab like new texas giant you know they they needed to do something right so you know they did it they made it a better ride is it one of the best in the world i don't know but it was I good. I, it, enjoyed, but, I enjoyed the new Texas Giant. It was really good. But they definitely made a hell of an improvement on Mean Streak. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and, it's, and compl- it's a completely different ride to me, though, but, but, than Mean Streak was. But I definitely get your point. Wooden roller coasters should exist as a wooden roller coaster. That's a type of coaster that needs to exist. Not every existing wooden roller coaster needs to be retrofitted. And that's a disturbing trend. Well, you're, you're, you're taking a steel coaster and you're throwing it on top of wooden supports and yeah. calling it... Which isn't exactly new, either. No. It's been around since 78... Since the mine ride. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. What? 60s. But, um... If RMC didn't come along... So, Alan Schilke worked for Era, left, went somewhere else, I forget where he went, and then he, and then he eventually ended up at RMC... But if he didn't design some of the elements that he has on his RMC rides, right. you would not have Pantheon with that crazy ass out, outward bank. Yes. That just looks insane and looks like it's going to throw you out. Um, you wouldn't have the Velocicoaster stalls. Right. Like, we wouldn't see a lot of the things on the new steel rides that if they didn't come along wouldn't have happened but maybe they would have who knows i i don't know maybe it comes down to it's not necessarily an indictment of rmc it's an indictment of the industry that is too willing to cannibalize classic wooden coasters for an easier upgrade instead of oh we need room to build a new ride let's just redo this one right no but that's that's my answer like i said i know not everyone's gonna like it but you just have to be it's, controversial. You have you you have a valid point to it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I I can like, see your thought process. The other day I was on I forget what site I was on and someone said oh they should RMC Twister at Knobles. Like no, exactly. That's what I mean. There's like, no reason for right, it. Right, but exactly. that's but that's people's response to it. Oh, you know it oh. has it slightly shakes you a bit, so they should RMC it. That's well, no, a I mean, wooden, wooden coasters roller coaster. should jar you. They should, right. They're not going to be uber smooth. Right. Mean Streak? That. that took it too far. That took it way too far. Mean Streak. But then again, you get to the point that Brian's making that did they properly maintain it? Well, I mean... A question for the ages. Yeah. I mean... It, it, the problem with Mean Streak was... It was a boring layout from the beginning. <laughs> Ooh, we went there. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, hot takes are flying. <laughs> okay, Mr. Bosey. 
No more hurricanes for you. <laughs> you didn't answer yet. Mr. Uh, Chris, what's yours? My answer was, like I said, identical to yours. And like I said, I was conflicted about listing SNS because of the history it contains. But even with all that skill and history, I, to me, their standard stock rides are mediocre. So I think that about covers that. <laughs> so the next one is kind of controversial as well. So what do you think the next coaster ride type is that is going to be eliminated? Or, if you could eliminate one, what would it be? I, I'm i not asking for this ride type to be eliminated because it goes back to my previous answer. But any ride built by Arrow is not long for this world when it comes to coasters. Simply because the upkeep and maintenance costs for most of them, most parks aren't going to invest in them for much longer. And as much as I'd hate to see them go... It's going to be a dollars and cents decision. It, there, there'll be some that survive. Space Ma Mountain. Space Mountain. Magnum will survive a lot longer. Matterhorn. Mm -hmm. Well, it, anything by Big Disney. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But again, Disney has the money to throw at these, and they've retracked them once already. I mean... Loch Ness Monster. But you'll have, like, one in each park that's... I, don't know. I think that'll go eventually. Eventually, but I think it'll last just They're going to RMC it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, much like Magnum, Loch Ness will stick around because they're iconic to the parks, but corkscrews? Yeah, those, those rides in the smaller, like, one-loop, two-corkscrew-type rides. Or even, or even the hanging arrows, like the Iron Dragon. I, I think, and I hate it, because I actually love those rides, but I think they're, they're nearing their end of their time simply for maintenance and their age, and it's, it's sad. Because you would think the company that owns their intellectual property would be selling services to maintain them, but they don't. That just goes with relevance. Yeah. I mean, they'll rather throw money towards their own stuff rather than upkeep of somebody else's, you know, even though they're still making money off of it, yeah. you know. But. I mean, so Chris basically said pretty much Arrow, but in terms of a coaster type, I think the stand-up coaster needs to go bye-bye. I thought oh, it, it already had. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, nah, uh, there's still a few out there. Riddler's Revenge. Which actually looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. But well, it doesn't look as jarring as... Well, no, it was the... When they did the three in a row, which, you know, was Mantis, Chang, and Riddler's Revenge, each breaking records from another, they learned their lessons from some of the other designs and mm -hmm. became great. But, I mean, at the same point, one of my favorite stand-ups is the Georgia Scorcher. It's Six Flags Over Georgia, which I think is one of the last stand-up coasters built. Um, I mean, it was it was tolerable. <laughs> yeah, because that's a that's a great baseline. It's it was a no, tolerable I, ride. Woo Let's ride that again. It was tolerable. I mean, it was fun. I just think that <laughs> I just think that is a coaster type that is. Oh yeah, on the way out. Yeah, it, it caters to a certain demographic. Not me. The young. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I was say, the not young, any of the thrice of us. The young <laughs> that have like strong legs. <laughs> yeah. So you said stand ups. I'm gonna say the sit down loop. 
I'm gonna say like specifically like the Kumba. I would eliminate. So that. not the floorless. No, no, absolutely not. Just the sit down looper mm-hmm. that they have. I mean, it's what, what's the point? A lot of them they're they're converting over to the floorless. What's amazing is that when Islands of Adventure redid Hulk, they didn't make it floorless. Yes, but like like even Hulk, like why like they're going in the ways of converting stand ups into floorless. Mm-hmm. They the dive coasters originally started as like the sit down like you look flawless. at uh, Oblivion still that way yeah but you know it, it, they're becoming floor Shikro even started out that way yeah. and they converted it to floorless it's I would rather see them just build it floorless yeah than... Griffin was the first one that started as floorless mm-hmm. yeah so I would I I would eliminate that ride type the I don't know what else to say about that. All right. Well, That's all I have to say about that. So, if you had to pick the next ride that you would want to be demolished, removed, or reimagined, what would it be? Chris? <laughs> I'm going to come off as such a Disney nerd on this one again. But not demolished or removed, but redesigned. Imagination! Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. And just recently, just recently, one of the stars of that ride, Eric Idle, actually admitted on Twitter he doesn't remember actually doing the ride. I mean, it was back in 2000. But he's a major part of it. I mean, if the the actual star that you brought in to do this ride doesn't remember it. He was probably on something to get through it. Maybe it's time that you... Take a look at redoing this ride and maybe returning it back to some semblance of its former glory. Because right now it's pretty sad. No matter how many sweaters you try to throw on Figment, it's not going to fix it. I mean, here's my thing. Disney's all about nostalgia. They don't have to build a new ride in Epcot. Just return that any way, shape, or form to the way that it was and people will line up and ride it. And if anybody at Disney is listening to me, Just listen to the words I am saying now. You redo this ride, you will make your money back in merch on it in a month. Dreamfinder. Bring Dreamfinder back. In a month. That merch will fly off the shelves. It will pay for itself. And you know it. (laughs) What about you, Tim? I created a whole hashtag around this. Oh, yes. You're just bitter about the cigarettes you lost. No, I'm not. <laughs> I would say Gemini Cedar Point. I'm ready for that to go. There's a lot of positives about it. There's a lot of positives. It is a huge capacity. It mows through people. It keeps lines short. But they need to, like you were talking about with RMC overtaking the wooden coasters and... Chris saying that they're cannibalizing wooden coasters. They need to reimagine that as a dueling wooden coaster. And I agree on with that you. side of the park. And to backtrack a little bit, I'm not saying RMC is inherently bad as a company. I don't think they are. Mm. Oh no! I, how I park? Them. How parks are treating I want my them? Shirt back. <laughs> I wore it today. <laughs> the way I have the same one. <laughs> the way parks are treating RMC as a band aid, I don't care mm-hmm. for. Like, to me, yeah, I could see that being a perfect test case for that. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it, it's the way that they reimagine. And my, my whole thinking is, it's four acres of land that this ride takes up, and that's and a lot of land. They could do a lot. There's with. a lot that you can do with it. You can even push it out a little bit, but you know, there that whole like carnival type midway that they reimagine. It's almost perfect for like a lightning racer. I would say not even as large, but something family, 42-inch height requirement. That's lightning race. Well, A kitty cyclone. Wooden coasters pretty much anyone other than Gravity Group with the smaller family coasters are going to be 48 inches no matter what. But, it, it like, I, I just think something smaller, it doesn't have, they already proved it with Maverick. You don't need the biggest, baddest, best in and the And it's world. one of my favorites in the but park. to bring... Something smaller that's a racing wooden coaster to fit that kind of carnival mm-hmm. boardwalky type vibe. Right. Like I think it'll be racer. awesome. I do like Lightning Racer, but I Lightning do. Racer isn't that tall. It isn't. It's Maverick sized. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think I think something like that will be perfect for right there, and you know, you still have the you know the the dueling. So you still have, you know, you're running four trains, so you, you can still have the capacity to it. It doesn't have to necessarily be the way that it is now. I know it's iconic for the park, but I, I would take that over Magnum leaving. Oh, yes. Which I, I think I also would, at one point that's going to go as well. I would but, chain myself to it. They but, could just retrack it. But I think Magnum will be one of the last. They could put, B&M. They could put bring B- in Morgan. No, they could put B and M track on it. I think I think Magnum might be the last arrow standing. It will be around for a while, but it might be the last one still left. Here's the thing: uh, Loch Ness monster. I think might be the last one. Here's certain things. Valid point. No Space Mountain, but I see. I almost don't count those because yeah, they're, they're kind of kind of a league of their own. Kind of a. Here's the thing: parks that take care of their arrows actually replace sections of track to keep it running smoother. So. And sometimes they just add glow sticks to one of the tunnels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fake fog, fake fog, fake fog. Woo. Actually, it's just the maintenance guy with a spritzer bottle. <laughs> no, that's the Disney cheap version of Fantasmic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow. Anywho. On that same note, you know, maybe not demolished or removed, what kind of... I didn't get to answer yet. You, you, I thought you did. No. I asked the question. Did he not answer it? No. No, he didn't. Because <laughs> you mentioned Arrow. That was no. the previous question. Shit. Okay. This was the... You're going to have to edit this part. <laughs> no, this stuff's all staying in. I'm not ed- I'm throwing it up the way that it is. I just swore we're gonna lose our family. I swore a couple times. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. You're you're allowed. We're allowed to two f bombs. We're gonna lose our family friendly rating. So, the next ride that I would like to see demolished, removed, or reimagined, that wasn't one of the things that either of you said. Oh, and I'm trying to think like outside the block. Like I'm outside of the. You know, I'm trying to think not like Cedar Point, not. You know, but... Is it going to be a small world? No. (laughs) Bring back the redhead. Ghostwood Estates. No. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I actually like Ghostwood Estates. Uh, 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 uh. Over the Gold Rusher? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? 
It's a better done shooter than most, but I, it's due for a rehab. Yeah, that. it's it's due for that. But I would take Gold Rusher over that. Mm. Anyway, sure question. Yes, please answer, sir. I think, and again, this might offend oh. some people. Here comes the hot take. Or irritate some people. Here comes some tall ass words. Mm. I think Rock and Roller Coaster at Hollywood Studios. I could agree with that. Uh, you're not going to find a disagreement here because um, it's easily reskinned. I'm sorry. Uh, like, that's, yep. Like, literally, it's screens and some, yeah, no, it, that's an easy read. I buzzing about that, too. I mean, I I'm not just... what I heard, but... Uh, I had heard in some of the Blue Sky discussions the Imagineers wanted because they were pushing Pixar... That it was going to become a Monsters Inc. coaster themed around the doors, doors. that mm. they ride. It needs it needs something like a lot of people said. Oh, they're just going to put a different band in. There. No, it needs like a completely. Well, Aerosmith won't live forever. But I mean, it needs. They're not the Rolling Stones. It is, in my opinion, one they're of not Keith Richards. <laughs> More specifically, like... Keith Richards. <laughs> like, if you look at Hollywood Studios. Every single queue line for a major attraction in that park is a pretty awesome queue line. Yeah. Not rock and roller coaster. <laughs> you have chains that go back and forth and then some ramps and then you go in. Like, it's not nearly the same level as Galaxy's Edge. Or even your favorite Well, it's, it's not. I mean, look at the time difference between the two. Uh, Tower of Terror. I was just going to say, that's, but, comparing that to your favorite ride, mm -hmm. that's a thematic experience from entrance to end. But, like, to me, that theming that you're talking about doesn't, like, that doesn't, because you're supposed to be going into a recording studio. Right. And then but you have the pre-show, and then the but, ride is the theme. But it doesn't even feel like you're walking into a recording studio. But you do. Like, I mean... The outside yeah, cue of I mean, it. That could use some work, like a little bit of theming, more like a parking lot per se. You know, lines on the ground, or even some velvet rope, just something. It it feels, it almost feels like the line for the racer at Kennywood. Yeah. It's just yeah. I mean, it's once you're inside the building, yeah, it's cool, but you're not inside the building for long. Like I, now, once you get to the building, you're like, "Well, oh, we're almost there." Like the part of the queue that is used to be just the outdoor back and forth before they made it ramps. See, to me, that that reminds me of like a parking garage. Mm. See, but that should have been more walking through the studio. It should have been this is this huge recording studio. Here's other groups yeah, that are here. Yeah, I I could definitely see almost like the 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 uh, line for. Um, Men in Black. Mm -hmm. You walk through the lobby of the recording studio. That, is, that just feels like the longest queue ever of mm -hmm. Men in Black. Yes. <laughs> but the little aliens with the coffee are my spirit animals, so I enjoy them greatly. Um, but there's ways they could have built a much better line for that ride. And they didn't. Well, they they wanted... 1999, they needed something because Islands of Adventure was opening. They wanted a roller coaster like the Hulk or something that went upside down. That's why Rock and Roller Coaster was built. On a complete side note, I am still mystified by the choice of Aerosmith. Yeah, at the time, 1999. Hey, they were the lowest bidder. 
<laughs> but no, they were doing popular. Music. That's right around the time of Armageddon. Yeah, there, you know there was. Oh, oh, are we talking of corporate synergy? Well, Disney's kind of all about that. <laughs> but anywho, I've now but I I can uh, I can understand. Yeah, I have answered my question. <laughs> you can move on, Chris. Oh gee, okay, great. So on a related note, about you know removing or redoing things what is one non-coaster ride you would like to see go extinct not redone not rethemed dead non-coaster ride leveled so flat ride yes the max are disc pendulum rides i love that ride Mm -hmm. it's an awesome ride Mm -mm. Mm -mm. well that's tim's answer everyone that's all i'm gonna say no that one I could I could do without and peace out, Girl Scout. I don't know if it's really a type. It's it's a motion. I do not like. I came up with another one, but we okay. No, no, no. Okay, we'll go back to Tim because he had another thought. It just bubbled up like a fart. <laughs> it did. The tidal wave type boat plunge rides. Like Snake River Falls, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Plunge, Plunge. Yeah, th- those I could see that going. I would rather the see non-themed them. ones. Yes, because there's themed versions like Escape from Pompeii at Busch Gardens that are awesome. River Adventure, Jurassic Park. Yes. That those ones I I can understand. Well, the, but the, the ones that just, that just go up, turn around, come back down. Well, the but, good news is most parks mm, have been getting rid of theirs. Yes, I am aware. And there's a rumor that another one's going. But um, those ones I could see. Kennywood's fits because it fits in the land because it's supposed to be the, the nostalgia, the nostalgia the of the old... shoot the shoots rides. I can like get that. I, I would rather have a traditional log flume than something. Well, like yeah, that. me too. That, but okay, I digress. All right, Chris, what were you saying? It goes back to my issues with the generic carnival spin and puke rides. I'm not going to say get rid of all of them because I don't mind some spinning rides. I still love Music Express or Super Himalaya and a lot of those things. Even a Scrambler if I'm feeling good about myself. What I really don't like... <coughs> feeling cute. Might, del- might, <laughs> might well, delete later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I might puke later, to be honest. Um, even teacups occasionally if small children talk me into it. Um... But I really, really do not like going backwards. So, pirate ships, magic carpets, powered swings, things that just hurdle you backwards for no real reason. They can all go and I would be perfectly fine. I know I sound like a massive killjoy, I just don't enjoy it. Alright, so that leaves me. Then, what non-coaster ride do I want to see go extinct? It's a hard question because I like most rides and I feel that there's a place for most rides in parks. Um, but I um, I am not a fan. 
and it's hard because one of them is really good, but the rest of them, I'm like, yeah, they need to go. And that's the Raging Rapid rides. Like, other than Popeye and Bluto's barge <laughs> rat raft ride, I don't really have a great time on those rides. They take up a lot of space. Um, They're great for haunted house walkthroughs, though. They are, but... But I think, I think the other thing you might have issue with is their design is so inconsistent. I've ridden enough of them where it's like, I got drenched to the point where I hate this ride, and then I've ridden some of them where like, I didn't get what at all. What was the point of this? I mean, like perfect, and there's good and bad, but unfortunately, most of them, you know, and I hate to say it, the one at Kennywood when it first opened, when everything was working on it, was actually a great rapid ride, the Raging Rapids at Kennywood, but you start to get rid of elements and then you're just going through the trough and nothing's happening. It's what's the point. For example, I think the biggest offender of this and people still wait hours for it for some godforsaken reason is at Disney's animal kingdom. Well, yes. Cali River a Rapids. very short one too. It's short. There's no rapids. The only spot you can really get wet is if you're in two or three seats going down the big drop. I've ridden that three times. I have walked off of it dry all three times I rode it. But Infinity Falls is really good. Yes. There are ones that are great, but I think they could be overhyped. They can be. I mean, Popeye and Bluto's is probably it's the best great. I've ever been on. And I've gotten... Because it's so much fun. Soaked every single time. Oh, yeah. If time. you walk off that ride dry, something's wrong. Um, like so, it's on fire or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see what you did there yeah um but infinity falls is really good at sea world um the one at they got rid of the one at hershey that one doesn't no, exist that's anymore that's not what i was gonna say i was going to but i meant to say bush gardens tampa congo river rapids isn't bad it's long you don't get soaked but the worst one I ever went on was the one at Six Flags Great Adventure that literally has no rapids, no waterfalls. It literally is just a big oval, and a couple geysers shoot up, and that's it. I'm I'm not kidding. It's literally like an oval. They take up too much space. If they, they were themed, um, like I thought the one at Dollywood was good. That was the first ride that I rode when I got there. Mm-hmm. Literally at 9 o'clock in the morning. Because that was the only thing that was open. Because everything was opening later. Mm-hmm. Well, after standing in line for 45 minutes for a lightning rod. And them coming out saying, we're not opening today. Waste of a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. And Aiden loved it too. Mm-hmm. So, But I just think overall, I think. I could, I could agree. I could see that. And you got to realize, these rides were built before the water park is what it is now. Yeah, you know. that's uh, yeah. A lot of the parks they're building the water parks that are adjacent to their parks, where you can pay another mission or pay one price for both parks and all that. And they're, hey, you want to get wet? Go over here. Right. We're not going to put in water rides. Your question next, Tim. Yeah. So I mean, we talked about what you want to see go. Well, what what can't you live without? What is a must do for you that's non coastal related when you go to a park? Well, I ride wise, I know what Chris is going to say. So I know what Chris is going to say, too. I am not going to say Chris's answer because I know what he's going to say. For me, 
train. A park needs a good train. No, he wasn't. No, I'm just shocked by your answer, to be brutally honest. Actually, yeah. I wasn't. I do. I, know, uh, I love a great train. We are both shocked. Hold on. I got to pick my mouth up. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I love the train at Bush Gardens. We, when have we gone to Bush Gardens that we have not ridden the train? Like, Knobles, their train. Like, the only train that is stupid and pointless is Kennywood's. But it didn't used to be. Didn't used to be. But it used to be awesome. But currently it's stupid. We will always have our memories. Yes. Because those things that you take home with you at the end of the <laughs> night are memories. All right, Chris, what are you going to say? You know, I love a good sky coaster. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd pay good money to watch Best you sky answer coaster. ever. I will pay for you to do it down a fun spot yep. when we go down to Florida. I think a fun spot would be you the and last Kelly. <laughs> You and Kelly. I will well, pay for it. Well, it'll never happen. I will pay for it. All right, Chris, for real. Obviously. A dark ride. <laughs> a, a tunnel of love. <laughs> a dark ride. Yay. In darkness. Don't be mocking me. That I could didn't... become a thing. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. And back on point. Not not a lot of parks still have a dark ride as a standard attraction. I mean, Disney has, has built their brand on different forms of dark rides, and some of the smaller classic parks still maintain them. But you're not guaranteed to have a dark ride in a park you go to. They're just not as common as they used to be. And they That's should true. be. Because too many of these parks have no place to chill. They have benches, but no shade. Or there's not many indoor options. Even if you're not a huge fan of a dark ride per se, three minutes in an air-conditioned building where you can sit? Not a bad thing either. <laughs> True. True. But yeah, uh, my experience at a park, if they have a dark ride, if I haven't ridden it, I'm not happy at the end of the day. <laughs> Tim? Ferris wheel. And you hate Ferris wheels because of the height. I do. But that's a staple. Mm -hmm. Kennywood got rid of the Wonder Wheel. It's missing something. For the Arrow 360. Ugh. But here's what's funny. Bush Gardens also does not have a Ferris wheel. Holiday Neither does Tampa. Holiday World also does not have a Ferris Neither wheel. Neither does SeaWorld. Only but... one Disney park has a Ferris wheel. Which, hell no. You can go on the outside ones. It don't, don't matter. Move. I can see the ones that are moving. I'd want to be on one of the moving ones. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Ferris wheels, but to me, that's a staple and that's what I look for. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I hate them, but you both know I will get on them. Mm -hmm. Every time I go down to Florida, I have to ride the Orlando Eye. I've never been on that. I love it. I've always I, I actually, I'm terrified as heck of it, but I love it. I have to do it. What's interesting about all of our answers, they are all staples of what we think a 
classic park should have. A dark ride, a Ferris wheel, a train. They're all core, like almost And like my choice built... was hard because I really wanted to say carousel. And again, that that's a core building block. Mm-hmm. Which, again, aren't as common as they used to be. Mm-mm. And I want a good classic antique carousel, none of this chance-built modern one. You don't want you don't want the carousels you we find in malls that you pay fifty cents to ride. Fifty cents. I wish that's all they charged at the mall nowadays. I don't go to the mall. I don't know prices. <laughs> Leave it to us. And name the the first four or five rides that you can build it on roller coaster type. Right. I did not like come stock. I did not say bouncy castle. <laughs> He said he did last week. He did the spiral slide. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Moving on the all food. All right, all right, all right. Moving on the food. All right. What are three foods that are only found at parks that you cannot go without? Now, that's hard. Because, I mean, you could find traditional park food in other places other than parks, like zoos and stuff. But, but okay, so let's say... Food. What's not McDonald's? Yes. Well, we're you foods know. that you have in a park that feel like they should be in a park, even though yes. you can get yes. them elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. All right, Chris, you go first. Um, for as much as people have sadly bashed Kenny Woods fries over the years, there's still something. It, it feels about like, fresh cut fries. Yes, fresh mm-hmm. cut fries in an amusement park, if done well, just they set the mood. There's just something about them, even though I know. Brian's homemade ones are actually better than most of the ones that we can get around here. There's just something about that cheese on the side optional of getting those fresh cut fries in a park. But I think that's because it's become normalized mm-hmm. and everybody started doing it you right. know, in the past 10, 15 years mm-hmm. or whatever. Whereas before it was something you could only get yeah. at, at amusement parks and carnivals and things yeah. like that. And then it's like restaurants started doing it. Mm-hmm. Now it's become normalized. So it's not as... Right, that's one. Two more. <sighs> well, you know what? I still like cotton candy because, honestly, any yeah. cotton candy you buy outside of a park is kind of like eating a memory foam pillow. That's true. If you it think is. about I'm it, not eating anything out of a plastic tub that you can buy a giant. Exactly. But if you think about it, where else can you really get cotton candy other than an amusement park? No, I mean you can get the mass-produced stuff in the tub and in the bag in the and the store. And I mean certain but it's sporting like events, but not as much as it used to be. No, no, it's more like popcorn and sh- mm-hmm. stuff like that. It, but and the weird thing is, I don't <clears throat> actually find myself eating it in the park <clears throat> most of the time. It's it, you the, take it home. Yes, it's the last thing <laughs> I buy at the end of the way out of the park. Well, that's like when we left Knobles, we all got with it. We all got kettle corn. The kettle corn, <laughs> which is why Knobles puts that stand right at the. end. Right at the exit of the park into the parking lot. Smart. And you bring up another good choice. Fresh park popcorn. Mm-hmm. If done well, like Knobles. And I know, you know, mall kiosks and you can get the tins in the store or you can get it online and ship. But how long has that been in the bag? How long has it been in the tin? You can literally see a lot of the time the actual corn you're eating being popped. Where else can you get that fresh? Tim. Fries. Dip fudge. Fudge. <laughs> oh yeah. Park. Even even though you can get fudge at fudge stores, but there's something there there's just it just hits different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, you know. Um 
I, I don't I don't have a really have a third because I'm not really a huge eater. What you're wait, wait you're not you're, you're, <laughs> you like always swear by funnel cakes. Well, I do, but, but you're not. You're, well, you can't think of a third dish or third. Funnel okay, cakes. funnel cake. Well, I you you weren't going to mention the French onion dip at Melt, even though it's not theme park specific. That's the only place we ever get it. But you can get it a re- it's like it's like from a restaurant that's part of a chain. It, it's like me saying a Long Island from Fridays. Like you can get yeah. The, it's kind of the same thing. Yes, but you don't get the view. There's of, not a local. But you chain. don't get the view of Lake Erie with your. Or the ship that looks like it's going to crash into the jetty. Exactly. But anyway. For me... It's uh, everything at Knobles. No. No. Um, an elephant ear. Oh! An elephant yes. ear is... People say, oh, it's just like a funnel cake. It is not. No. It is fried dough that is covered with cinnamon sugar, and it's amazing. And it's not that... Like, it's not... Most parks don't have it anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, that's mm-hmm. not common. Um, it's like the bottom layer of fried ice cream that you Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh, fried ice cream. The memories <laughs> of the fried ice cream. You know, so I'd say elephant ear, which Cedar Point has great elephant ears. Um, Waldemere has elephant ears. I've never had one from Knobles, and now I need to find one. Get off the map. So, mm-hmm. elephant ears is one. Mm-hmm. Um, those, um, it, it not, it's not that you can't get it other places because you can, but, like, a good, I mean, it's an ice cream cone. Like, just to me, like, <laughs> like, oh, no, there no, is no, no. so oh. built up. But like <laughs> we're on the edge of our seats and you're like <laughs> ice cream. I'm like, is he gonna say French waffle? Is he gonna say good like go? But you and mean then, like I mean like, like a waffle, like a fresh you're talking made about like a golden nugget. Yes. At Kennywood. Or I mean I do love the golden nugget Kennywood, but I was thinking also just the classic homemade waffle cone with soft serve and strawberries and like to me that's I get you. I get you. I mean, I think every park should have their own interesting take on ice cream. Like, I know, Chris, it was overrated, but the blue ice cream at um, Kings Island. It's their take, their specialty ice cream. Kennywood has the um, the golden nugget dip cone. It's amazing. Idlewild has the cyclone cone. Like, parks kind of have their own thing. It wasn't that I didn't like it. You overhyped it. It's blue soft serve. Ooh. Um, <laughs> let's put this into perspective. It's owned by Cedar Fair. How good can it be? Exactly. <laughs> Actually, Kings Island has some of the better food. You know, that's the weird thing. Last time I went to Kings Island with with Brian, it was weird to compare. You can't what Cedar Point has versus Kings Island. The food, sad to say. Is markedly better the King's than Cedar Point. You gotta understand where they came. I mean, Cedar Point wants you to ride, 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 ride. But the latest things that are coming to Cedar Point are based on what works at King's Island. Mm-hmm. Like all those new food places are almost built like the mm-hmm. ones at King's Please Island. Please don't bring Orion. <laughs> what now? That's enough of Orion. Anyway, my third onion? choice. Um. I'm just trying to think of something different than what you guys said. 
Um, hamburger from Cosmic Rays. No, no, no. Go elephant ear adjacent. Beaver tail. Well, that's only a couple perks have that. Um, and it's never open when I want one. Who ha- who has that? Kennywood. Kennywood. Where? Around the lagoon. Like against the lagoon, right when you're walking past. Across from where the paratrooper was. And what the heck is a beaver tail? Oh, it's an elephant ear in the shape of a beaver tail. That has all these toppings on it. Caramel and chocolate. But there's like ten different versions of it that you can get, like oh, from okay. from Nutella to peanut butter to. Okay. So I said I I said specialty ice cream. I said um, elephant ear. Walking taco. No. Nope. Nope. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Churro. <laughs> it took you this long to get to churro. Churro. You mean elephant ear in a tube? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I was going to say fries, but you said fries. The build-up to all of this for him. And then we get to the climax, and it becomes a trickle. It was like the Adventure Express at King's Island. All that build-up for a lift hill. I mean, there's a lot I could say about food. But, like, I was just trying to think differently. All right, last question. Last question. So, name your top three rides. Uh, Coasters, non-coasters, nothing. What are your top three rides? I skipped. I I cut one out for time's sake. Top three rides. Top three rides. Oh, did we put it on the spot? Because there's so many parks I like for so many different reasons, and I like the rides in those. Regardless of public opinion, what what are your favorite three rides? No judgment. It's going to be so scattershot. Can't be worse than my answer for the food. Well, I don't plan on taking 45 minutes. (laughs) Oh. 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 Hey, but at least this is buying me time, so I'm fine. Make money all you want. Uh, Loch Ness Monster, Spaceship Earth. Oh, but the third. Again, there's so many options. Loch Ness Monster, Spaceship Earth. Come on, it's so dark. Are you having issues over there, Brian? Stop. We won't get to that point. All you hear is boom, 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 boom. Because you got to hit everything. <laughs> Work on your anger issues before the next recording session, sir. Okay. You ain't got to hit it. You're going to break it. <laughs> okay. That's just so, bad. Chris. That, no, don't do that. <laughs> so. Loch Ness Monster. Spaceship Earth. What ride do I... What other ride does he like? No, I mean... See, the hot seat isn't that fun, is it? You know, I'm, I'm going to sort of cop out for the, for the third. No, ain't no copping. 
Why can't I cop out? Because there's not. There's no. So you got the Loch Ness Monster. You got Spaceship Earth. Any train. That's my cop out. Let me loop around the park endlessly and I'm happy. Monorail's counting that too. <laughs> okay, my turn. Chris will take any train you want. So, no, my number one is easy. <laughs> the fact that he went choo-choo. Oh, I wish you people could see this. Oh, God. I'm sure you can picture what it looked like. Choo-choo. For the record, we do, in fact, drink the drink of the week as we record these yeah, episodes. Yeah, you could tell. And the hurricane's potent. All right. So, number one, easy. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Best ride, hands down, anywhere. Um, number two. And I'm just ignoring coasters. To me, I'm just going rides. Um, cool. Number two. The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. At Islands of Adventure. Different. Cool. And number three, the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom. Cool. That's a good collection. Yeah. Ironically, they're all dark rides. <laughs> well, when I think about, like, when I saw it, name your top three rides, to me, you know, Tim, you're the ride guy. Chris is the dark ride guy. I'm the overall picture, overall package, you know, everything all together. And those three rides that I mentioned are that kind of experience. The Tower of Terror, you start that experience from when you see the building at the end of the midway. And then you have a great queue line, you have a great ride. It all ties in together. Um, Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man is the same. Um, and so is... You know, the Haunted Mansion. Hmm. All right. So I guess that leaves me. Yep. So, Although if I, if I had to say a uh, honorable mention, it would be Splash Mountain. I love, can I, I'm going to make that my honorable mention too. Because mm -hmm. Splash, I love Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice long ride. It's 11 minutes. It's a log flume. It has hills. It has surprise hills if you've never ridden it. Yep. Yes. But on a related note, my, do you do? my honorable mention is another long ride that I just enjoy for the scenery of not actually the ride. The TTA, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Because you actually get decent, it's the Magic Kingdom, yeah, yeah. decent views of the park. It's not the ride per se. And it's 11 minutes off your yes. feet. Yes. So the next five weeks are going to be really fun. I'm yeah, just going to throw that out there. Because it's Disney. For because five weeks. if I had to say, okay, besides Brian's, my honorable mention would be Living with the Land. Also mm. an amazing choice. Mm. That's a nice, just relaxing ride. and yeah. Great soundtrack. But, but anyway, so my top three. So, Montu at William, uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Millennium Force. How did you know? Because I know you. <laughs> Millennium Force. 
and then Spaceship Earth. So, or one from Chris. Hmm. So definitely those three. I love, oh, I love, I love me some Spaceship Earth. That's a nice, I like them nice long rides. <laughs> but also, like how I was describing my three, Spaceship Earth is one of those rides. You see it from a distance. You know, it's a total experience from when you see it, the ride experience, then even when you get off the ride, you're mm -hmm. still in that theme. I think those are the best rides. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it, it's a great anchor for Future World because it sets the tone mm -hmm. for that area of the park. Well, it sets the tone for, I think, the whole park, mm -hmm. not just that area. So I think that about wraps it up for the Q&A. The one thing that I did want to mention about the Q&A <clears throat> of all 11 questions that were asked and all of our answers combined, not one of us ever said still vengeance. Correct. At all. And then it goes back to your whole... Yes. I mean, I love still vengeance, but... It goes back to your whole... But none of us ever mentioned it. Yep. Which was interesting. And, and then we all had different takes and different things that we liked, so... Uh, it was definitely interesting. So, so next on the list is the coaster of the week, which ties in. Last week we talked about Knobles, and we're going to kind of continue Knobles a little bit this week. Um, the coaster of the week is the Flying Turns at Knobles. It opened in fall of 2013. It's a wooden track bobsled coaster. It's the only one in the world. Uh, meaning that there's no real set track. It's kind of like the Olympic sport on wood instead of the ice. It is the only one in the world. They used to be built this way back in the 1920s. They were made of wood. Um, this one at Knobles was built in-house. They were told, to, don't even try to do this. You're not going to be able to do it. They did it anyway. It was designed by John Fetterman. It is 47 feet tall at its highest point. It has four lift hills. It goes a, a record-breaking speed of 24 miles per hour, Woo! which doesn't sound like it's that fast, but when you're in a tight bobsled turn, that 24 miles per hour feel faster than it actually is. Um, it is 1,300 feet long. It takes about two minutes. They have four trains, three cars per train. You actually sit in tandem per car, um, so it's one or two riders in each car, a maximum of six guests per train. Um, they can only run up to three trains at one time. That might be increased now that they added the fourth lift hill, but I have a feeling they're still going to run it with three trains. And the restraint is only a seatbelt. But it took seven years to build, mm -hmm. rebuild, redesign, figure out how it works. Um, I mean, literally, these coasters existed back in the 20s where they had very different safety standards than they do in the 2020s. <laughs> um, but in the 1920s, it was a little different. Um, what do you guys What do you guys want to add about that? I mean, I know, Tim, you did not get to ride I it I did not get to ride it. Um, because it, they were rebuilding the whole... Yeah, 2020 um, was a year of rebuilding. Yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to... I've seen videos of it on YouTube. It looks cool it looks different it looks unique it looks like it would be enjoyable but hopefully we'll go back this year and i can actually ride it mm -hmm. beyond being just a unique ride that you don't see because it's literally the only one 
the other thing that stands out to me about the ride is they they literally weigh you before you can get on the yes thing. they have to weigh you because the heavier they because of the way the ride's designed the trains have to be heavier in the front than in the back mm-hmm. but it doesn't tell you your weight no, right? it's, it just gives you like an x or a check or some. it's not something like, like a human-sized deli scale they don't it's not like the <laughs> guess your weight game <laughs> And you get a stuffed monkey. No, like you can't ride, but you get an elephant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they'll either make you, if you're too heavy for your own car, they make you ride individual instead of riding with someone. <clears throat> um, but it's just a green light. They just tell you where to go and what to do. Yes, it's not like Willy Wonka where if you don't pass, you fall through a chute to the incinerator. Oh, that would be more fun. That would be more fun. Anything else? And I would say it also helps if you're going to build a fully wooden bobsled coaster to own your own lumber mill, which is something Knobles actually has. Yep. So to go back to last week. It works pretty well. They're not hurting for the raw materials. (laughs) So finally, I think moving it on, let's let's go up to some nostalgias if we haven't kind of talked about it enough this this episode, but. So, uh, let's talk about a coaster that we each like that is now defunct and it's not there anymore that we truly do miss. So, Brian? Mine's easy. Dueling Dragons slash Dragons Challenge from Universal Islands of Adventure. Um, it was two great rides in one. One of my favorite roller coaster types, B&M Inverted, that actually dueled. They literally, when you went up the lift hill, it kept you perfectly in line like if the one train dispatched before the other train the lift hill would slow to a crawl till the other train caught up to it Mm -hmm. so because there were three points in the ride where they literally would come like i think 10 or 12 inches from the other train and it looked like you were going to hit head-on collision but the theming of the queue line was a ride all in itself um thrilling rides great scenery you felt like you were in your own area I mean, I understand, you know, it didn't really blend in with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter as much as other attractions do. And I think um, Hagrid's motorbike adventure is a better fit for the area. But I'm going to miss Dueling Dragons. Do you have a preference on which incarnation it was? Dueling Dragons or Dragon Challenge? I liked it better when it was Dueling Dragons. As did I. Yep. Chris? I'm much like Brian. He ended up picking two because they were still technically two different coasters. Mine is a slightly different take on that. I would have to pick a wolf, so it's going to come down between Raging Wolf Bulbs and Big Bad Wolf. Two very different coasters, but I have fond memories of both of them. They were great examples of their ride type, and even though Verbolden pays homage to the original. Big Bad Wolf, still not quite the same. I still miss them, and I'm still nostalgic about them because I both have great memories on those rides. Cool. And I think for me to wrap it up, since we were talking about bobsled coasters, I'd say um, I miss Disaster Transport. Now, Gatekeeper, it's an upgrade, but it to me, Gatekeeper doesn't match the excitement of 
avalanche run slash disaster well i mean disaster transport was kind of like the dark ride at cedar point it was in a way yeah i mean the queue was full-on air conditioning blue black light glowingness and then hey welcome to alaska yeah they just what whatever (laughs) they tried is what they tried but but a lot of times it made no sense especially if you ended up skipping a lot of the line that sort of kind of half-assed conducive to the yeah Mm -hmm. because if you skipped any of that you were completely lost as to why all of a sudden you were in alaska not that the line told the story all that well, but at least you sort of got a hint of what was Well, going here's on. the thing. If if Cedar Fair, as much as I love Cedar Fair, they're not exactly the best with upkeep of theming. You know, so in They're ni- an amusement park. They're right. not a theme park. But in 1990, when that ride opened, it had two animatronic robots. It told a story in the line when you move through these rooms. Um you know, and then when they started to strip those elements from it, and then the whole second room became a haunted house that you just kind of walked through a hallway through instead of actually going through the queue line, it, it lost a lot of its story, but people just wanted to ride the ride. They didn't care about the story. That was a interesting bobsled ride. Mm-hmm. It was good. A lot of the ones, mainly because a lot of the ones that I rode have been the trains where you sit in a tandem, mm-hmm. and this was the two across, five rows, and Six rows, whatever it was. It was five. Of, it was ten people. Per and then, boom, just like this car. And I, again, I think also what helped it was the fact that it was enclosed. You were never quite sure where you were heading. And when you look at when it was Avalanche Run mm-hmm. outside, it doesn't look that impressive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But inside, you, I, it seems like you were doing a lot more mm-hmm. than... Well, it was the whole Space Mountain effect. It was their answer to Space Mountain. They wanted something that was an indoor dark ride you know cedar fair should not try to do disney no but i'm just saying that was their answer that's and their at the take time, on it yeah. that was 1990 i mean it was right after magnum true true so i think we about wrapped it up yeah i can't think of any other questions yeah that was yet. a fun curveball that was fun i i like talk of because i was taken aback by some of the stuff i'm like oh good that's not what i expected you to say but okay but um so hopefully you guys got to know us a little bit better and hopefully you enjoyed this format and this curveball a little bit um so like we said like brian had said earlier the next five weeks we're going to be taking you to orlando florida and going to be covering the walt disney world resort Yep. The first episode next week, we're going to look at just overall the Walt Disney World Resort, talk about some of the resorts, um, the other amenities outside of the four theme parks. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons of staying, staying on-site, on-site off-site. Off. Yep. Brian's an on-site guy. I'm an off-site guy. So. Although anymore, you might want to be an on-site guy to get that early entry to the parks. Yeah, uh, well, because you can't pack. lose any of your magical minutes. And yeah, as opposed to that magical hour it's magical minutes magical minutes mickey mouse eminem see marshall mathers lose yourself in the music no but we'll talk more about that because with some of the changes disney's making 
you might really want to stay on site or else you're going to be behind and waiting a lot more lines. And you definitely, with, with a lot of the changes that have happened and that are going to be happening, you definitely want to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you definitely, it's not a let's go and wing it type. No. Like I'm used to. But um, So we're going to talk about Disney for the next few weeks. Um, go over the parks and the attractions and the must-dos and the must-don'ts and all that stuff. Um, and the again, drinks of the week are going to be Disney-based. Oh, oh, Which that's yes. going to be fun. We have several drinks of the weeks that we are all looking forward to making um, that come straight from Disney. So, um, But with that, uh, you again, you can check us out on our website, zerogadventures.com, Facebook, facebook.com slash zerogadventures, Instagram, zero underscore G underscore adventures, and at Twitter, at zero G adventures. If you can't figure us out, we are zero G adventures. Just um, Google it. Yeah, just Google it. Um, but we also have the merch store coming out, or we also have the merch store that's out, so check that out, and buy yourself a t-shirt. And I think that's about it. So... All right. right on. We'll see you, folks. Have a good night or afternoon or whenever you're listening to this. Good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good evening. Or no wherever more. you are. And no more hurricanes for you. <laughs> oh, say. <laughs> uh.